We continue from our previous episode. Well, we talked about Jesus and him calling the disciples, or at least re-calling them. Um, the disciples in question are Peter, Andrew, James and John. But before that, remember that Jesus had been rejected in Nazareth, his own town, where he grew up. In fact, the people of Nazareth almost killed him. And so he decided to leave and we'll see where he went after that. We're reading from the book of John chapter 4, verse 46 down to verse 54. Notice what John writes. Now he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. In Capernaum, there was a certain royal official whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus had come back from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and begged him to come down and heal his son who was about to die. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Sir, the official said to him, come down before my child dies. Jesus told him, go home, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and set off for home. While he was on his way down, his slaves met him and told him that his son was going to leave. So he asked them the time when his condition began to improve and they told him yesterday at one o'clock in the afternoon the fever left him. Then the father realized that it was the very time Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And he himself believed along with his entire household. Jesus did this as his second miraculous sign when he returned from Judea to Galilee. I want to make a couple of points here. The first is this. Jesus calls you to have faith beyond miraculous signs. Notice what Jesus said, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Jesus told this man and the people that their faith was not good enough. This man needed to believe despite a lack of signs and wonders. It was not good enough that visible tokens of blessings should dictate his faith. What if things never turned out how he wanted them to? 
What if his son died? What if he lost his wealth? What if he lost his health? What if the whole world was crumbling around him? What would his faith look like? Would he still trust God? Would he still trust Jesus? One would hope so. Jesus hoped so. So Jesus tried to show him this. He tried to teach him this lesson. Trust me. No matter what. The Samaritans are actually a really good example of this faith. We are told that they believed simply because of Jesus' words and the Samaritans' woman's testimony. Point number two. Jesus cares about your struggles. But he intends to use this as well to teach you to have faith in him. Jesus told the man, go home. Go home. Your son will leave. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and set off for home. Jesus cared about the health of his son. But he also cared about the faith of the father as well. Jesus had plans far beyond the healing that day. The father and the son at this very moment lay asleep in the ground. God rest their lives. But do you think that they will remain dead forever? Christ's decision to heal the son sealed the man's salvation through this miracle. In fact, not just his own salvation, but his entire households. The man developed faith through the blessing in this lifetime. He developed a faith bigger than his blessings. Another point I would like to make is this. Jesus responds to you if you feel a need for him. Notice that Jesus responded to the man because the man felt a need for Jesus and his healing hand. He he begged him. Come and heal my son. If the man did not feel a need of Jesus' help, would he have sought it? And would he have consequently found it? Final point I would like to make is this. Jesus promises eternal life to you. If you believe. Notice what Jesus said to the man. Your son will live. 
and the man himself believed, along with his entire household. For all that believe, God promises eternal life. The son lived and the son will live. When Jesus comes the second time, the son will live again. And not just the son, no, but the father and the entire household as well. The transition of this man's faith from a miracle-based faith to a word-based faith was a blessing to his entire household and himself included because the resulting faith, this word-based faith, brought salvation to his entire household. Imagine this. If this man refused to trust Jesus, how much would he have deprived his household of and himself? Praise God that he decided to trust Jesus on nothing else but his word.